The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey everybody, I'm John Bedell, he's John Tisdale, this is Flyer Feedback live from our Dayton studios. The Dayton Flyers left for this Philadelphia two-step with figuratively two 800-pound mascots on their back, an explorer and that stupid hawk. Now, tonight, LaSalle has been dispatched, and the demons at Tom Gola Aquatic Center and Gymnasium have been exercised, Tiz. Yes. (laughs) Finally. Yes. And it feels good to have (laughs) that monkey off the back, does it Mm -hmm. not? It does. feels real good. A storied history. Uh, Historically, Dayton uh, has not done well at Tom Gola. I'll admit before the game, I did not know off the top of my head it had been since 2011 since they had won there. I just knew anecdotally, man, it's been a long time since they've won there, and darn it, they usually really struggle there when they got no business doing so. Uh, But when you look at 2011, it was the last time they won there. The streak, even, even though they only play there for the most part every other year, that streak was still staggering. Is they've lost heartbreakers, they've lost close games, they've had clunkers in LaSalle before, but it's just good that they set the tone early. And as Larry said, with the defensive effort in particular, nothing is coming easy for you tonight, Explorers. And we are going to come in here and boat race you guys because we're just that much better than you. They played like the number 20 team in the country, and they it, it started out a little sluggish. You kind of got that sense where, oh no, not a Again, you know, with the early turnovers. But they turn it on. Obi Toppin with five straight points to kind of settle things down. I thought uh, Trey Landers, I thought, played a terrific ball game. I mean, the stat line, you heard Larry Hanskin say that, but I'll repeat it again. Ten points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, The eight rebounds and six assists to lead the team. Uh, John, that's about as solid of a floor effort as you'll find on the bot score. And he's he's just the glue to this team. Uh, you know, Obi Toppin gets all the headlines, all the highlights in, uh, on Sports Center, which is great. But Trey Landers, I think, is just the guy that's so key. I thought, why, Mike So was, the, was it last year? I think it's Trey Landers this year because he's really come in, got into the starting lineup, and he's helped solidify things, really, I think, since the be- very beginning of the year and just had a solid effort. And Ibby Watson came off the bench when Rodney Chapman got into foul trouble. He helped calm things down. He almost made... A pretty good play at the end of the half. They went with the a la Grand Hill Christian Leitner play. And Watson nearly made the dunk. I'm like, I looked at I'm watching the game on the stream of the uh, CBS Sports uh, website. He almost made the dunk. That was a great, I thought it was a nice play, nice setup the, uh, of the inbounds. I got pretty worked up at home even though he missed it. And I tweeted, if he'd have made that, that's game. Call it, done, pack it up. <laughs> Tiz, you and I would have started feedback. Larry and Keith would have stopped the call. They would have called game in Philadelphia. And he, he put that one oh, yes. home because that would have Absolutely. ended the LaSalle Explorers. You might as well pack up the rest of their season. Just start the mercy clock. You know, yeah, like and this is a LaSalle play. team that is much improved from last year. Again, a low bar as as uh, Ashley Howard begins his rebuild. He's in year two there. He's a big five guy through and through out in he Philadelphia. Uh, they are one win away from ten wins, which would tie their season total last year. Yeah. Uh, but it's deceiving because they haven't played anybody. No, they haven't. Uh, their best win was Wright State, which is Ken Palm 111, and that's a game that Loudon Love didn't play in the second Correct. half. Correct. So you do the math on that one. Correct. Um, and this is the beginning, I hope, of what I believe should be the next step for this team, and that is we have not seen a year like this where Tiz, I don't care about VCU or anybody else who's playing well so far, this Dayton team on paper 
has no peer in the A-10 this year. There is not one team in this league that can look them eye-to-eye on level ground. There just isn't. And this is the next step for this team. When you got the national ranking and the resume wins and all this, this should be the start of you going through A-10 play and waxing the floor with almost everybody you play. Now, that's not to say they won't be challenged. They will have tough road tests at VCU, at St. Louis, who is playing well. Richmond comes to UD Arena this year. Uh, that that's going to be, or I'm sorry, they play Richmond away. So going to uh, the Robin Center will be tough, and they might lose one or two road games. So I'm not going to say they're just going to go, you know, run the table and go 18 and 0. But for the most part, this team is the big boy on the block in the A10, and they need to show people that that's the case. And you just go in and just boat race, especially these bottom feeders like LaSalle and St. Joe's and teams that. You've had a tough time historically at these venues. This is the kind of thing I want to see as we turn the page to A-10 season because we know with the top 20 ranking, look, they're getting everybody's best shot. They are. But you got to go out there and send a message. We're just that much better than you, and we're going to impose our will on you. We're going to wipe the floor with you tonight. And that's what they did really through the span of about 40 minutes. They were able to do that. And one thing that this program has been able to do really in the last couple seasons with Coach Grant in conference play They've exercised some of those road demons. Last year, yeah. it was Foggy Bottom against George Washington. Last year, you could add Amherst, Massachusetts. First regular season win since 2004 at Amherst against a really bad UMass team, and they got to go to UMass later in the year. Look, Dayton's not never played well there. Never Don't count that one. Now, that's not going to be easy. Of course, Dayton has to go later in the year at Rhode Island, and Rhode Island just had a horrible loss yeah, tonight. tonight. But we'll get more into that later on. I mean, just it was it was that bad. Losing at Brown University in Providence, that is just, oy, that's not the way they want because Rhodey's had a nice year this year. But we'll say that a little bit later on in the program. Back to tonight. I just, you, I'm, I'm looking at some of these stats. John, 22 assists. 22 assists as a team. This is just the thing that Coach Grant talks about, you know, not only the defense, but sharing the basketball, you know, playing in character. He talks about these things. And, well, the only times that I've seen Dayton play out of character, I think, was the second half of the Colorado game. That pretty much has been it. And they've it's happened at times in, in moments during the game. But really, I'd say the second half of the Colorado game, Colorado game was it for the most part. You know, the Kansas game was more of a they were physically tired. They weren't mentally tired because that was just a grueling game all the way around. But I, that that's what I can come down to. They, they struggled in the first game against Indiana State, but since then they've cleaned things up defensively. They put Landers in the starting lineup, and he's done a pretty good job. Of course, Obi gets all the highlights and just and certainly helped the other night. And, of course, Mike Sell gets another dunk, by the way, <laughs> early in the game. And I thought the other stretch, of course, was – not only after they got off to that slow start where it was 4-3, Dayton scores six unanswered points, and yep. LaSalle then has to call a timeout. I thought that was the other thing that that really helped Dayton separate themselves from the LaSalle, from LaSalle tonight, especially after that slow start when they when they started a little bit sluggish in about the first three, four minutes. But then after that, when, when it was 9-4, Dayton just never looked back. Well, and even one of my buddies was pointing out, too, even in the very early goings when it was, you know, quote-unquote, the slow start. You know, they had, you know, Turnovers on four of their first five possessions, it was sloppy. But aside from the ones where they turned it over, offensively, they're perfect. They're not making any mistakes on the ones where they don't turn the ball over in the early goings. And then they push it out to that that run, Tiz, that was 18-0. I think at one point it became 24-2. 
that run, and that was the death knell right there. Just boom, done, moving on. They were uh, taking care of business. And and just, you know, it, offensively, they're still wildly efficient. Their offense really is the sixth-rated offense as far as Ken Palm's concerned. Uh, defensively, even, they're top 50, well, almost top 50. They're 52 defensively uh, in the Ken Palm ratings. But they're, they lead the country in uh, mm-hmm. effective field goal percentage, they're tops in the country in two-point field goal percentage. Yeah. And as we talked about on this show, you look at their offense, it's either a three-pointer or it's a dunker layup two feet away from the basket. It is efficiency 101. Tis there is there is zero mid-range game in any of this offense. And it's just staggering. The, the I mean, their their offense at times to watch is a thing of beauty. And it's efficient as all get out. And tonight, you know, 26-point winner, 84-58 with, again, everybody sharing the ball. You got one, two, three, four, five guys in double figures, and Chapman just missing double figures with nine. Obi Toppin had 20, and he sat the last three minutes of the game. Right. <laughs> got himself plenty of rest tonight mm-hmm. with them wiping the floor with the Explorers, which, again, there's another added bonus. More rest for your horses. Exactly. Which was not the case a year ago. You had Toppin played 27 minutes. The highest was Crutcher playing 30 minutes tonight. Landers played 29. Mike's up played 21. You had Ibby Watson that played 23 minutes, 10 points. Rodney Chapman, 23 minutes. And he got good minutes out of Jordy Shamunga. I thought he played well. I thought Keith Walskowski made a good point about this, you know, about, about settling down, letting the game come to him. I thought he played hard in this game. You know, he works really hard to get in position. I don't know if you watched Jordy on the floor, but I noticed this a little bit. He works very hard to get position to get open, and he did that several times tonight. And he was able to get open. He was able to get get I know a dunk underneath, and you know goes one of two from the line, but seven points, two rebounds. So slowly the minutes are coming. Also had a couple of blocks tonight. By the way, Dwayne Cohill on the stat line, he had two blocks as well. So. These are the things you're getting that help again from that bench because it's more than just Ibby Watson. You got Shamunga off the bench. You got Cohill off the bench. This is a team, Jerry Matos, he can help out in some situations as well. Uh, he doesn't have to score a point, but he can be impactful as well, uh, making some plays when he needs to, especially on the defensive end. And this is just a team that can not only beat you offensively when they can run teams off the floor, but defensively they take you out of your game. Dayton came into tonight with a four-game losing skid at Tom Gola Arena. They mercifully and finally snapped it tonight by boat racing the Explorers. 84-58. What does Anthony Grant think about this 26-point win? Well, he's live with Larry Hand's going to tell you exactly that on the other side of this break. Live right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back in Philadelphia where the Dayton Flyers defeat LaSalle in the A-10 opener, 84-58 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant, brought to you by Pickerel Schaefer and Ebling, a Dayton law firm for over 100 years. The, the first minute of this game was not good. Next 39 were pretty solid, Coach. Yeah, I think we had two turnovers from back-to-back possessions there to start the game. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, you, you're always going to play for 40 minutes. Uh, uh, LaSalle defensively can be disruptive, you know. So our guys, once we were able to get into a flow and a rhythm, uh, we found some things that we were able, able to have success with offensively, and we stuck to it. I thought really in the first half the story was the, the defensive end of the ball. I thought our guys really did a great job getting stops and then converting that into transition opportunities, which allowed us to be able to build the lead. You know, if, if a team – that was here tonight was if one of the teams was playing with a chip on your shoulder, it appeared to be Dayton, not LaSalle. 
just just the intensity and the grittiness was there. Yeah, well, I think our guys understand, you know, when you start conference play, and we've talked about it, that, uh, you know, it's, it's a new beginning for everybody. And so, you know, we have to come out every single game and understand we've got a great opportunity uh, to, to put ourselves in position where we can take care of ourselves here in conference play. And, and uh, I thought our guys did that tonight. Uh, there was one play that uh, it was not maybe critical to this game because of the, the, you know, the final score, but it was, I think, emblematic of what this team is becoming. Uh, in the second half, Ryan Mikesell had a, as wide open a three-point look as you could possibly have. And he gave the ball up to Obi for a baseline drive and yeah. a dunk and an yeah. and one. I mean, you know, that, that's, the, that's the mark of our team. You know, I think the guys are, they embrace uh, playing together and getting joy from seeing their teammates have success. And that, was, that play was, was a great example of what you're talking about there. And to see 22 assists tonight, that was, that was also great to see. So... Um, you know, it's one win, obviously uh, a long conference season ahead of us, but I thought our guys' approach tonight uh, was, what, was what you need to have uh, if, if you want to talk about having a chance to compete for a championship. All right, so you got a couple of days before your next game, but you don't get to go home. You don't get to go home and take advantage of uh, the recovery equipment and all that you have back home, so you got to kind of make do on the road. What's the plan here for the next two days? Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that tonight. Uh, we'll move them a little bit tomorrow, and then uh, – uh, we've got a uh, you know a couple of days here uh, to try to to try to get ready for uh, an afternoon game here on Sunday. It'll be a third game in seven days, so uh, we've got to be smart with the things that we do, and most importantly, get a scouting report in front of them that they can they can wrap their heads around and get ready for our game Sunday. All right, coach, we'll let you do just that. Appreciate it. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up here in Philadelphia, where again we'll be on Sunday afternoon for a one o'clock tip-off. Extended Bud Light pregame show will begin Sunday at noon. So on behalf of Keith Wallacekowski filling in for Bucky tonight, I'm Larry Hanskin. One more time, our final date in 84, LaSalle 58. Stick around for more Flyer Feedback with John and John. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. Mayberry's Van and Storage. Are you moving? Trust Mayberry's for all your moving and storage needs. Code credit Union celebrating 80 years in 2020 and by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Bud Light postgame show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. University of Dayton basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit.
Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Hey, everybody, you heard the man. I'm John Bedell. He's John Tisdell, and you're you, and we thank you for joining us tonight. Dayton winner, finally, mercifully, Dayton Flyers off the schneid. At Tom Gola Arena, 84-58. The Dayton Flyers, a 26-point winner to get their 12th win on the year. They start off A-10 play on the right foot. And uh, the Demons at Tom Gola Bingo Hall and Gymnasium have been exercised. And joining us on the hotline now, we're going to start off the show. They always say start with your best stuff, so we're going to do that right now. Even though he trolled me on Twitter before the game, I will still take his call. (laughs) David Jablonski, our friend and colleague from the Dayton Daily News on the hotline. Jabo, this is the first win in Philadelphia you've ever witnessed ever on the Dayton Flyers beat. And I guess it would help if I pick him up. Can you guys pick him up over there? Jabo, first one you've ever witnessed of all time on the Dayton Flyers beat. How's it feel? Yeah, well, I started the day like I do every uh, day in Philly by eating a cheesesteak at about 11 a.m. As so, one uh, does, when in Rome. That, that paid off. That paid off. Um, and, yeah, you're right. I've been coming here for seven years now. I think this is the seventh trip, and Flyers were 0-6. And, and some really good teams last year. You know, they had a chance to uh, clinch the A-10 title in the last game of the year, last game of the regular season in uh, 2015 with that great seven-man team and lost to a, you know, a pretty uh, average LaSalle team. And uh, two years ago they were ranked, or three years ago they were, three or four years ago they were ranked and uh, lost here to uh, another pretty average LaSalle team. But this Dayton team seems different. I think everybody thought it was different, and tonight it showed it is different. Yeah, we talked about it to open the show just before we heard from Anthony Grant, Jabba, that um, about your story, looking at the tortured history Dayton's had in Phil, not just – uh, LaSalle, but also on Hawk Hill. So Philadelphia as a whole, they got a nine-game losing skid at St. Joe's that they got to try and take care of Sunday. That's the next step here. I did not realize, Dave, off the top of my head how long it had been. It was staggering to read your article and think, holy cow, it's been since 2011. But as you mentioned, this team is different. And as I also said before we heard from Anthony, this is the step I like to see this Dayton team take now. That much like, and maybe I'll trigger some Dayton fans by mentioning this school here in just a second, you got to do like Xavier used to do back in the day, Dave. When when you're this head and shoulders better on paper than the rest of the league, you've got to go in there and you've got to wipe the floor with these teams right. and just leave no doubt for any of these clunkers or stepping on you know Ken Palm and resume landmines. Yeah, and that's what the Dayton team has done all season. This was its 11th victory by double digits. Every game since the opener uh, that it has won, it has won by at least 10 points. And most of those have been by much more than 10 points. Uh, only that St. Mary's game, which wasn't even really that close, uh, was by 10. Uh, they've led, led every game at halftime, um, still undefeated in regulation time, remember that. Uh, and that's why all the analytics like them so much, because they're winning by such a wide margin and doing it in such an efficient manner. Yeah. Uh, Dave, the next step of uh, getting the monkey off the back in the Illadelph, as the kids, as the cool kids say, uh, is taking care of St. Joe's. And as we know, they are pulling... Uh, what my Cleveland Browns did in 2016 when they put a lawyer in charge of the football operation. Uh, they didn't just tear the house down to the studs. They burnt it down once it was finished. Uh, they're full rebuild mode in, in on Hawk Hill right now. Can this Dayton team go there and take care of business Sunday? They should have no trouble. No, I but yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. If they had, this was the toughest of the two games. Uh, LaSalle came in with a 9-3 and record. Uh, St. Joe's got a ton of losses, but it has played some good teams, but you know, they, they got destroyed uh, tonight again, I believe. 
Um, and they're not looking good. Um, Dane's going to go over there and win and be 2-0 in the conference, 2-0 in the uh, year, and 2-0 in the decade. I don't think there's any doubt uh, the way this team is rolling. I don't see them losing for quite a while. I mean, the first big test will be, I guess, St. Louis or, or VCU. I can't remember which one of those games comes first. VCU but, uh, at home does. Yeah, yeah. they go. Uh, is let's... VCU at home? Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah, they'll go St. Joe's. That's the next big monkey they got to get off their back because VCU has owned them in the last right. uh, two or three years. Yeah, they have. Well, it's, it's a good start, at least, Dave, and you're right. Uh, St. Joe's got dump truck tonight, 84-52 at yeah. Richmond, so that's a, that's a squad that is struggling without uh, Dr. James Naismith. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, <laughs> Phil Martelli, without <laughs> Phil Martelli at the helm. That's that's a Hawks team that's struggling. Uh, will you see the Hawks Sunday, Dave? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm taking my uh, son Chase to his first game. My wife Barbara's bringing him. I'm going to nice. watch him during the game while I'm working. It'll be his first Dayton basketball game, and there'll be many so- Hawks selfies as we can get in the uh, you know, a couple hours. It's going to be uh, an exciting time. We're going to put some feathers off the floor, frame them probably with the selfie later, and, the, and then, uh, you know, maybe invite the Hawk out for drinks later. Yeah, I mean, it's th- going to be a why not? Thing, items that you frame in the Jablonski household, uh, a clip from, from Chase's first haircut and a feather from the Hawk from there St. You go. So You realize, <laughs> you realize Jabo. I'm sorry, Rudy. Yeah, there you go. You realize, Jabo, if uh, if 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 Dayton wins these next wins at St. Joe's, Chase may be f- going with you to every single road game the rest of the year. Uh, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> the kid, uh, <laughs> you've never traveled with a toddler. It's not, yeah, no, I imagine no. It's not my 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 brothers. My brother and my sister in law do three kids, so it's no, it's not fun at all. And I'm sure you can relate, John Bedell, being a father. So that's uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, David Jablonski, we thank you for the hot time tonight here on Flyer Feedback and uh, safe travels the rest, of the, the rest of the way in Philly, and we'll talk to you Sunday, hopefully after we get the uh, the St. Joe's Hawks monkey off the back. All right. Thanks, John. And John. All there right. we go. Thanks, David Jablonski. Jablonski. Two-thirds of the earth is covered by water. The rest of it's covered by David Jablonski. Yes. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. I don't know how yes. he does all the multitasking he does during He's games. He's amazing. He's incredible when he covers the Dayton beat uh, like nobody's business. And, yeah, that's the next step, Tiz, is you, you got to uh, – you know, take care of business because you, you really start off with we're in the midst now of five games. Right. They they should win. Uh, you got two more left here with St. Joe Sunday, mm-hmm. UMass at home next Saturday, and then the first real test, VCU at home. That's mm-hmm. a game because it's at UD Arena. I don't think the Dayton Flyers should have any trouble winning. Right. Uh, but that if they're that if there's anybody that's gonna punch slightly above their weight, and because I, I put VCU maybe a rung or two down from Dayton on yeah. paper, but that's a good Ram squad. Uh, I, they're certainly in the at-large mix, I think, this early in the season. Uh, but that's going to be your first real test is VCU coming in mm-hmm. here, uh, I believe, a week from Tuesday right. we, night, they, a late right. tip, 8, 14, eight, 8 o'clock tip. Yeah. But they got to take care of business against St. Joe's. Like I said, St. Joe's they fired first. Martelli last year. Um you know that that was not a mutual parting of ways. That no, was a was firing. Not. They asked it him to restructure. Not. He said, "Well, you're gonna have to fire me." And they said, "Okay, see you later." Right. Um, they're in the middle of a rebuild, year mm-hmm. one. That's a total teardown. They've lost yeah. a lot of talent in Charlie Brown and Lamar Kimball. Uh, Lamar Kimball. That's two studs. One to a transfer, the other to the NBA. They're devoid of a lot of talent. They've yeah. had a real rough year. This is another game where you, tis you, you've got to. You absolutely you have out. to have a repeat, even more so. Because as Jabo and Anthony Grant both mentioned, this is a LaSalle team that is at least feisty on defense. They and are. Not too bad as far as metrics. I mean, you look at LaSalle, top 150 Ken Palm. That's not too hate. That's not no, too hateful. No, that's not awful. Uh, 88th ranked Ken Palm defense. So yeah. now they're getting into a stretch dating where they're playing a little better defensively teams than they have right. uh, 
in the non-con. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not the net of 114, not a not a totally hateable LaSalle team, but feisty enough on the defensive side of the ball right. to keep it interesting for the opening few minutes of the game before Dayton just slammed the foot on the gas and off they went. They were able to keep it close to Villanova, this LaSalle team. Yep. Now they lost to the Wildcats, Sam obviously. Too. Uh, but they're good enough to keep it close. St. Joe's is not. You must go you and absolutely beat the brakes off the Hawks. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Because tis they've lost. Get this nine nine tis nine straight games at Hawk Hill. Yeah, that's unbelievable. The last time they won, Keith Walskowski was redshirting that year. That was in the year two thousand. Oliver Purnell's. Um, he was still. He had. That was Mark Ashman and Edwin Young were still playing. That's how. That's going to the way back machine. Brooks Hall's freshman year. Uh, Nate Green, I think uh, that was his first year playing because he had redshirted the year before and Tony Stanley's junior year, and that is before Jameer Nelson played with Delonte West. And But uh, those had, even even when St. Joe's, those were two tough games that Dayton even had to win those games. So, And they played them twice that year. They beat him at Hawk Hill, and they had to win at the Spectrum in the Atlantic 10 tournament. Those were two tough games. But yeah. this is not a good St. Joe's team. I mean, they lost badly tonight to a good Richmond team, 84-52, so, yeah, I mean, but it, Dayton's had a history of going to Hawk Hill. I mean, we thought they'd laid in, they've laid eggs at Tom Gola Arena, John. You can go back even to the your senior year, 2010, where that talent-laden group oh, went to St. Went, went Joe's. That, that, that was bad. I mean, that, we just can't have a repeat of that because Dayton, no. there's no excuse for them not to go into Philadelphia in 2-0 because we there was one demon exercise. That's half, but it's only half. You gotta yep. get you gotta get both. Yep. Well, Dayton got half their business taken care of tonight in a big way. 84-58. The Dayton Flyers a winner by 26 points over the LaSalle Explorers. This is Flyer Feedback with John Bedell and John Tisdale. The home stretch of it. We're here till 11:30 tonight on the other side of this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, Dayton fans, welcome back into our studios here on South Main Street. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is John Tisdale, and we thank you for joining us here as Dayton's a winner, 84-58 over the LaSalle Explorers. It's the first time they've nabbed a win at Tom Gola Arena in four games. Can you dig it? The LaSalle Demons have been exercised. Yeah, it's a four-game streak, Tizzy. But since they play every other year, that's a streak that goes all the way back to 2011. Hmm. It has been a long time since the Dayton Flyers were able to win over the LaSalle Explorers. We've seen ranked Dayton teams lose there. We've seen mediocre Dayton teams ranked there. We've seen uh, Dayton teams with chances to close out an A-10 title lay an egg and have a clunker Mm -hmm. at uh, Tom Gola Arena. I think there's maybe 500 people watching there tonight. Uh, so we're a quick look around the rest of the eight ten. We mentioned the Dayton wins, uh, and also the uh, Richmond wins. So uh, Duquesne seventy three fifty nine over St. Louis. That one was in Pittsburgh. A big win for the Dukes. Those are two teams that should be middle of the road to the top half of the eight uh, ten. VCU beats Fordham, but one time VCU lost to Fordham. People forget that. We don't. 
the VCU Rams winners over the Fordham Rams, 64-46 in the Palindrome game of the night. And the clunker of the night in the 8-10 goes to the Rhode Island Rams. Hey. They lost to Brown Tizzy. Wait for it. 85-75. This is bad. Yeah. It's bad for the conference. Yeah. In a league like the A-10, as somebody I was talking to with the Dayton program a few weeks ago at the arena before a game, in a league like the A-10, your property values affect our property yep. values. Mm-hmm. And tonight, the Rhode Island Rams sure as heck aren't pulling their weight. No. And that stinks because the Rams were having themselves a decent season. They were. Doesn't totally take it off the rails. No, they don't evaluate. No, but it hurts. Uh, you know, resumes until March fully, but we do look at them and the season goes along, and that. Uh, was a bad loss for the Rhode Island Rams to a before tonight sub-500 Brown squad. Uh, But mostly we just care about the Dayton Flyers. 84-58, 30,000-foot view. They exercise half the Philadelphia Demons. Now they look to take care of one more of those. You go to St. Joe's on Sunday where you've lost nine, nine times in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's time to end it. It's time to end that one. One score in the top 25, by the way. Colorado over number four, Oregon. 74-65 to in Boulder. Tell you what. That Colorado loss isn't looking too bad, especially no. after that, because Colorado is expected to finish second in the Pat 12. Yeah, Colorado can play. And, and uh, that loss still stings, but it does. Uh, the way that, that win from the Buffs today, that's it's looking mm-hmm. against a very good loss, Oregon but team. But that's going to help the resume too. Agreed. By the way, Dayton breaking news in the break: they moved up a slot in the Ken Palm rankings. Dayton's now go. eight. What a time to be alive! The Dayton Flyers are a top ten, <laughs> yes. top eight Ken Palm team in twenty twenty. Yes. Wow, yes, yes. what a year so far! Hey, four five seven twelve ninety is the number you can join us on the phones. We're going to do that right now. Tom and Kettering, you're on Flyer feedback. Hey, g- gentlemen, it was a, it was a great night. Uh, 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 I was going to mention that uh, Colorado uh, 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 took the cheese from uh, from uh, uh, Oregon, and uh, um, so that helps us. The fact that this game was in Philadelphia, which you know, uh, media wise is the East, that that helps uh, 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 the Flyers. That helps Obi and, and, and stuff like that. But you know, the the the, the guys that are always rocks for the Flyers are uh, uh, Trey Landers and. Ryan, Mike, Sell, and they just uh, lay it out there every night, and uh, uh, you know, play, play, play hard, no matter who they're playing, and uh, uh, that's a uh, that's that's a wonderful thing. And we're gonna we're gonna need some uh, defensive guys next year, and uh, hopefully uh, Jordy can uh, fill that bill. Yeah, hopefully so, Tom. But it's good to see them take care of uh, business in Philly. That's a place where they've struggled. Uh, all kinds of different ways over the years and uh, good to see them just come out. Great team effort. They continue to share the ball like, I mean, 22 assists on 31 made buckets yeah. is just yeah. banana town. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and offensively, great. they're just efficient as all get out. They're fun to watch. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you for the call, you, Tom. Tom, here on Flyer Feedback. Appreciate Tom checking in at 937-457-1290. You can also uh, tweet us at jbedlwhio or at John Tisdale. Jump on our mentions, and we may, we may read your tweet on the air. But keep it clean, you guys. This is a family yes, show. Yes, yes, yes. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Even though it's Flyer Feedback late night, this is still a family show. Yes. Will on Twitter says, yes, Colorado loss isn't looking as bad. They just beat number four Oregon. So, yep. yeah, a couple of, couple of people pointing right. out the uh, Colorado win tonight. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Boy, topsy turvy year in college basketball continues to oh, the number really of, is. number one and top ten teams overall that have lost games this year has been just crazy with yeah, the, it. Really is. That's mostly quality teams, you know, nabbing them. Right. But still, it's been staggering. Nope, the number there's of no top real 10 dominant team this year because it keeps nope. going back and forth. If I had to pick someone, maybe a Kansas or maybe even a Gonzaga, but we haven't even seen really anybody 
played no. their best basketball, and it leaves it wide open for someone like a Dayton, maybe even another school like a Liberty that could come out of nowhere and, you know, make it make a tournament run. But you know what? March we'll is two months from now. Your lips to God's ears, Tizzy, but we'll get to that around St. Patrick's That's Day. That's right, St. Patrick's Day. Tonight, 84-58, Dayton a winner by 26 points. They exercise the LaSalle Demons. They now move on to St. Joe's. So that's going to do it for us. Flyers fans, one more time, our next game is at St. Joe's in Philadelphia Sunday. We'll be on the air at noon with the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry and Keith have the call from Philadelphia on Sunday. So we will see you on the radio Sunday afternoon, Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Go Flyers. Flyers.